Hello there, welcome to episode 54 of Nevermind the Bullens. My name's Mike Peters, this is your bite-sized Everton podcast and vodcast. Uh, before we get into uh, picking up over the bones of the uh, West Ham uh, victory, another one on the road, marvellous, uh, I've got to discuss the um, uh, the Wolves game. Uh, coming up, which will be the first uh, game for a lot of people, uh, certainly the biggest attendance we will have had at Goodison since uh, March of last year, since the Manchester United game before we all went into lockdown. Um, about 6,500 tickets have been made available for that game. And uh, first refusal has been given to those uh, like me who uh, had a ticket for either the, the Man City game or, in my case, the West Ham game on New Year's Day uh, and were denied the opportunity to, to go because of COVID in Man City's case. And then, of course, uh, another lockdown being um, sort of put upon us, I meaning that nobody could actually go to any of the games. Um, now, I've been allocated my ticket for the Wolves game and I cannot tell you how made up I was. Uh, it was a good day for me um, on uh, on Tuesday to get my ticket and tell, yeah, you've got yours, no problem, because I also got a new job that day, which feeds into what I'm about to say. Because the in somebody's infinite, I would say, it's not wisdom, it's stupidity, um, the, the powers that be have allowed Everton Wolves to kick off, along with another couple of games that night, at 6pm on a Wednesday. Now, I can completely understand when, obviously, no fans are at the game having games kick off at 6pm because there's no fans to get to a ground. When you've got fans starting to come back to grounds that particular week, and after all that has been said and done in the wake of the European Super League proposals, RIP, um, saying it's about the fans, you know, football's nothing without the fans, which is a statement that we've heard an awful lot over the last 12 to 14 months since, obviously, the pandemic uh, hit. To the first opportunity to get fans back in the ground, to have three games kick off on a weekday, if it was a weekend, fine, on a weekday when people will be back at work who may have tickets and therefore have created a problem with them getting to the games, I think is just so spectacularly short-sighted. It, it, it genuinely beggars belief. I, I'm dumbfounded at the stupidity of, of the Premier League um, in agreeing to that. Um, because, yes, of course, the stadiums aren't going to be at full capacity. I get that. But nonetheless, how have Merseyside Police allowed this to happen as well? Not the blaming them, because it's not their idea. But why have they not said, hang on a minute? No, because there's going to be 6,500 people, whatever, trying to get to Goodison. Uh, that time on a weekday is going to add to, you know, traffic traffic flow around, you know, <laughs> Walton, Walton Lane, all the rest of it, you know, all the major routes around Liverpool, the uh, coming off the East Langs as well. And I think, why have they... Why have they allowed this to happen? From my own personal point of view, my job starts that week. Uh, I'm not going to say what it is yet, but there will be an announcement incoming. I'm just waiting for the high sign to be able to tell you what it is. But nonetheless, my new job is in Manchester. So I was thinking, brilliant, my workday will finish around about 6, 6.30. I will be able to get to Liverpool in time for the game. Quarter to eight, eight o'clock kickoff. Happy days. And, and then this has happened and I'm now... It's highly unlikely I'll be able to get there. I'm having to pray for rain because my job has uh, an inf- is influenced heavily by the weather, let's put it that way. So I'm like, right, the first chance I've had to go to Goodison, well, <laughs> the second first chance, if you follow that logic, to go to Goodison in since last March, 450-whatever days ago, again, or 400-something days ago, is going to be taken away from me yet again. And it means I then have to wait till the start of next season when hopefully we're all back to normal. Uh, I, I just, uh, you know, I, I just, it's so 
so, so stupid. There is no reason with the broadcast partners that the Premier League has, Sky, BT, Amazon, that they need to have games kicking off in that fashion. They can have them, all the games if they wanted to televise them all, which they probably do need televising. I'll f- say, yeah, that's fair enough. Why are they not being televised either at staggered starts, 7.30, even 7 o'clock would be doable. 7.30... Quarter to eight, eight o'clock, eight fifteen. If that's what they want to do, to stagger the starts, to you know, there's no need. How many channels does Sky have? How many channels does the BBC, uh, to uh, BT have? BBC as well, of course. You know, shown an odd game here and there. Amazon. Why do all those games need to be staggered in such a way? It's absolutely bananas, and it's going to put. Uh, people, it's going to prevent people who may have got a ticket from going stupid. I'm hoping that common sense will prevail in the way that hopefully by the sounds of things it will do with the Champions League final where instead of being at Istanbul it will be at Wembley hopefully common sense might prevail here as well because it's just it's idiotic, absolutely idiotic anyway, I've spent half the time ranting now but anyway we shall, we shall move on um, West Ham, another brilliant victory on the road um, which begs two questions on the basis of, you know, it's the perennial issue that's been uh, the overarching issue of the season, really, is away versus home. We've discussed it at length in this podcast. I won't go over it again, but you just, as soon as full-time thinking, brilliant, three points in the bag, clean sheet, great. We're back in the mix again for, for the for the top six, for the Europa, Europa League spots. And you're thinking to yourself, why can we perform like this away from home? when we can't perform like this without intensity and all the rest of it why have we not been able to do that at home this season why can we not harness that what is it what is it that's up top that we can't seem to do it it's just so so frustrating however you know four games to go um, including the, uh, the the Claret and Blue uh, the third a, a, a trio of Claret and Blue fixtures and that's another question Have uh, uh, that, that sort of came to me two questions obviously the way versus home one and then has a team ever played a team in Claret and Blue in three successive league fixtures ever never mind just Everton ever has anybody ever done it there you go. There's one for the statisticians there to go back through the annals of of, of history to find see if they can find out if that is actually the case or not. Uh, in the uh, reverse of the Kazoo Derby uh, from last week, so we owe Villa one on 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 Thursday night. Um, you know, again, we've got ourselves back in it. We've got to go to Villa away from home. You think great? We're performing brilliantly away from home. They've lost to United, of course, on Sunday afternoon. We we owe them one after last week where we were very very lackluster. Um, and then we've got Sheffield United. Well, if we can't beat them at home, then you know what's the? There's no. We don't deserve to be anywhere this season. Wolves at home, six to five, and picking whether we can uh, get something there because Wolves are very, very hit and miss. They've been nowhere near the standards they have been over the last couple of years. But that's a consolidating kind of season for them. And then, of course, Man City on the last day. What team they'll put out? Um, with the Champions League final Hoven interview the, the following week you'd have to imagine they'll have the league wrapped up by then they might put a, a weakened team out still going to be very tough ass to go to the Etihad and win but stranger things have happened there is the opportunity for us to get another nine points and you have to think looking at the way that Tottenham Liverpool um, etc you know above us are sort of are playing um and West Ham as well, you think, well, actually, we've got a chance of getting fifth or poss- you know, sixth or even possibly fifth. We'll wait and see. We'll be level on points if we won at, um, at Aston Villa on, on Thursday. We will be level with uh, West Ham in fifth. Um, must make mention, so it, it is still there for us, despite that, you know, and that home form. Then you look at it and you go, you know, Fulham, Burnley, um, Newcastle. To, to name but three, Crystal Palace, and you're thinking that straight away could be another eight nine points, and we're actually could we we should comfortably comfortably be in third, 
this season. That's where we should be. But we've dropped so much in terms of the number of soft points that we've dropped at home. It's just absolutely crazy. But that's a marker for where we are at as a, as a team. Um, must make mention of, obviously, the performances yesterday. You know, it was a fantastic team performance. It really was. So many players really at it. Alan, I know there was great conjecture in, in the post-match about um, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, whether half-jokingly or maybe not half-jokingly, saying that he should have been man of the match. Uh, I thought Alan was the man of the match, to be fair. I thought Tom Davis was excellent in midfield. Seamus Coleman as well. Big Ben, brilliant. Set up his pass for, um, for, for the goal beautifully. Dominic Calvert-Lewin ran the lines brilliantly and I thought Richarlison was really at it yesterday. Didn't quite get the rewards. I was really frustrated. It was visibly frustrated uh, when he came off. And I don't see a problem with that. You want players to stay on the pitch and it's great to see, you know, that we've got, you know, you get foreign players occasionally and it's a, a bit of an old trope really. You get accused of not wanting to put a shift in and things like that. That's not the case now. But Richarlison is the opposite of one of them. He always wants to try. He's always looking for goals and his frustration coming off was was visible um to everybody uh, but so hopefully he will carry that frustration into the game on Thursday and hopefully he can bag himself a, a couple of goals great to see Dominic Calvert-Lewin back in a little bit of form couple of, uh, two in his last two and hopefully he can finish the season strongly took the chance he had really really well we should have should have probably finished off the game Josh King had that uh, chance where um nods it against the post frustrating for him um, whether we'll keep stick with him beyond the summer I think unlikely now even though I think he's a decent player he's just not really pulled up any trees since he's been here in the limited minute he's had to be fair to him um, but you know three points clean sheet full of fantasy league points for those of us who've got uh, Everton players in our fantasy league teams and Again, it's back in our hands yet again. You know, it is there if we want it. The question is, do we and can we get the points at home that we need to get? Because there's early, you know, chance we've won 11 league games away. If we lost our last two, we'd still have had a fantastic season away from home, winning 11 games. But we've got to be able to get the points at home. Um, whether we can do that, 12 points to play for, and it is all to play for. So, until uh, the Villa game on Thursday, uh, I shall uh, post episode 55 on Friday. Uh, until then, this has been a top content production. Uh, get in touch at NMTBpod on Twitter or nmtbpod at gmail.com uh, on uh, on the email and uh, stand by on my normal channel uh, at DJ Mike Peters on my Twitter for uh, announcements of what this new job is that's going to affect me getting to the Wolves game incoming. Um, until then, Come on, you blues.